Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back. We have got a full show tonight. Lots to talk about. Lots of fun stuff to get to. First of all, thanks to everybody who's listening. We got a we had our best week of downloads this week that we've had. I totally um, attribute that to our guests last week when we talked about our dream music festival lineup. So I appreciate again Kelly and Brian for popping on and everybody who joined us and listened for that. But we got some great listens all over the place and I appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody listening. It is hot in Louisville. Richard, are you in town tonight? I am and yes it is hot. It is it is a definitely a scorcher where looks like we're going to get a break towards the end of the weekend, but yeah, it, it's miserably hot. It's it, it's just it's hot and it's humid too. It's almost yeah. like tropical hot. Yeah. So which is just miserable, flat it, out miserable. It's awful. It's so hot. Do you want to guess what I saw this week? Uh I, I can only imagine what. I saw a naked man in downtown Louisville. It was so hot. Wow. wow. That, is, wow. that is no joke. That is not a joke. I was walking to work and uh, uh, it gets a little sketch down close to where I work. I and mean, there's a homeless guy that, that's that's bouncing around there sometime. And he was sitting in front of the nail salon. As I got closer, I was like, I think he might be naked. And after <laughs> I passed him, I turned around and uh, sure enough, his two butt cheeks were just sitting on the sidewalk. So uh, naked man in downtown Louisville on Tuesday. So um, go outside at your own risk, both with the heat, the humidity, if you got asthma and you might see naked people. So be cautious out there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it, I, I did. I was in Evansville earlier this week and it was so humid that I would I, I went for run, runs outside, which was probably not the wisest decision. But when I got done, I'd hang up my clothes in the in the bathroom and they did not dry in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there before. Where I mean, like it's, it's like you just pull them out of the washing machine. They're so it, wet. Was, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was flat out disgusting. Yeah, very, so it, miserable. Very gross. We're ready for fall. Um, I cannot wait for some cooler weather. Um, so let's go to what we always do. What happened lately? What's going on in your weekend? Anything fun? Good restaurants you tried? Places you went? Things you did? What What's gone on with you in the last week or so since we uh, caught up? My brother, my brother came in town over the weekend. I kind of hung out with him, did some family stuff, uh, hung out with the fam. Um, went to Vietnam Kitchen, one of my favorites. Shout out to Alex, who uh, owns Vietnam Kitchen. Um, he's, he's one of my Louisville favorites, uh, great restaurant, great atmosphere, uh, great people. Um, and then Saturday went to, got carry out for the family and went back to my parents' house and did lemon and soul, um, uh, which is a good Mexican place out in the East end. Um, and that's not much really. Uh, so not, not, not a whole lot going on, just traveling quite a bit. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, it sounds like it's going to be pretty full fall. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, we um, last weekend, we hit St. Matthew's pretty hard and um, we used to live there and we just ended up going out there a lot this last weekend. We went to Silvio's on Friday night with some friends. That is one of my very favorite restaurants in town. I still have been there. It's I love it. I It's it's my favorite Italian. Um, and And I almost tried something different but i went back to my favorite rest my favorite dish and it's the um baked ziti with a spicy italian sausage and it was fantastic loved it um 
so we did that uh, on Friday night. Saturday, we went out and watched some Premier League action as uh, we are Tottenham Hotspur supporters and Saints is a Tottenham bar. So we went to Saints for the 12-30 match against Man U. Had a great time there with the Louisville Spurs group and with Saints and everybody watched Spurs get a 2-0 win. It was beautiful. Um, so a lot of fun there. Saturday night, we went back to St. Matthew's and grabbed some sushi at Asahi. So just fine. It just, we went there because it was next to the homemade pie kitchen, which is uh, where McKinley works. So we got him to scoop us some ice cream for dessert. Delicious Saturday night fun. And then Tuesday night, we went to the grand opening of Senora Arepas here in St. Matthew's. And I know you've been to the location downtown, right? The one that I have. Yes, yes, I have. Yep. So the new space is great. It's a really cool space. Um, got a nice bar, some great TVs behind the bar, really great atmosphere. Um, and the food was really good. Now, a, a couple of things that I would say, you know, we we didn't order particularly well because I think the menu needs a little bit of help for those of us who are just regular English speaking Americans. It could be um, a little bit more transparent as far as what you're ordering. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, and it was. It I will was, agree with you. Elizabeth said it was the closest thing to eating in Mexico since we'd been home because not just the atmosphere necessarily, but the way that the 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 way you're reading the menu and trying to decipher what's on the menu. So yeah, that's a little uh, tricky. And we ended up kind of overlap ordering where we we could have done something different, but the food was really good as it was downtown. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that assessment. It's just like. I don't know if they, it's, I haven't been to the new location, but when I went downtown, it's a digital board menu on above the cashier. And it's just like, it's, it's very overwhelming. I had a lot of questions and I loved what I got as a meal, but the side was a little, not what I was expecting. And it was a little disappointing. So, but yeah, I think the food's really, really good. I wanted to take my brother there, but we did, we ran out of time. Well, we'll go back and we'll try some different things. Like I said, it was a really cool place. It'd be a cool place to sit at the bar and just, uh, you know, eat a, a couple of uh, arepas and watch a football game, you know, if you were just hanging out. But um, it's pricier than the downtown location for the same stuff. And Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Now, the, the menu is much broader. There's a whole lot more on there. And uh, I feel like it was and and not that that the priciness is necessarily a bad thing. You know, you're you're in a more. um I don't know, more upscale dining uh, place. You know, it's it's table service. You're not ordering at the counter oh, and then oh, sitting down. Oh, no, okay. no, no, that no. So it's it. yeah. So you've got a nice, you got a, a, a nicer space, well built space, and it's a sit down dining experience. So um, it, it from that standpoint, you know, it's you would expect it to be a little bit more expensive um, as far as that's concerned. But overall, you know, it was a good good time, and we did some had some really good things in St. Matthews. Now. That got me to thinking because we've done a lot in St. Matthews through the years. You and I have alone together with groups. I think we should on a podcast coming up, like rate our top five or top 10 St. Matthews experiences, whether it's restaurants, whether it's shops we like to go to, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's something for to work sure. on for another, another pod. And then uh, our listeners who are visiting the city or who live in the city and don't come to St. Matthews will have a little something to think about. Um, yeah, and I'd like to uh, make a, a, a comment about the owners of uh, guacamole and Senior Oropas and, and Taco Luchador and all that. I think they all own the same thing. That's Toro, right? Please bring a guacamole back to the East End. 
please. The downtown one's great. It's very, it's, but it, please just bring back one. Reopen a one in the East End, a guacamole back in the East End. Yeah, guacamole downtown is awesome. It It's very um, authentic, and I love it. It's harder to get into. It's a little bit fancier than the uh, old guacamole in the East End. And I, I'm with you. Uh, a guacamole in the East End would be awesome. Uh, just go back to that menu. It doesn't have to be quite as fancy as what we've got downtown, but that would be great. I would love it yeah. if it was a little closer to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I wish they would. I wish they'd bring it back. So yeah. that's my shout out to them. Great, great food. Uh, I've always loved it. One of my favorites. And uh, I was a little disappointed when they closed the one out in the East End. So, I loved, I love that space downtown where they are. It's it's yeah, I do too. And it, it, they did a great job. It's, I mean, it, the one it's, I just, just bring it back. That's all I ask. And, and uh, it's, it, it's hard to get into the one downtown as we alluded to, but that's, that's, that's my two cents for that one. All right. Very good. Moving on, we have fall coming up. We've talked about this. Football season starts in earnest next week. We had high school started this past weekend. We are obviously invested in St. X. They had a big win. They were ranked number one in the state by USA Today to start the season. So they went out and had a great win uh, over, I think, Floyd Central on Friday night. Very fun. So we will next on next Friday, we will hit the St. X mail game. We will then go to the UK home opener. And uh, we'll be ready to get after it. So very excited. Now, we wanted to talk a little bit because we talk football. We're Kentucky people. I, I asked Richard to look at the schedule for UK and U of L and predict their win totals. Did you get a chance to do that? I, I looked at the schedule. I need to do the win totals real quick. So uh, well, let's just go down through it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's just go down through the schedule. Okay. All right. All right we'll start with Kentucky. Ball State. Well, when Eastern Kentucky, when Akron, when at Vandy, I think they they'll win that one. Florida at home should win. Okay, so you've got them five and zero oh, uh, heading to Georgia, which I which is very possible. So at Georgia, uh, ass kicked. Okay, Missouri at home. Uh, I think they can. Uh, they'll win that one. Okay. Tennessee at home. Lose. At Mississippi State. Uh, they'll win. Bama at home. Lose. At South Carolina. Mm, I think they can win this year. And at Louisville. I think they'll win at, at Louisville. So you you just you just gave me nine and three is what you gave me. Yes. You feel good about that? No, but uh, okay, all right. No, uh, because like the Missouri games, the South Carolina game, even the Louisville game makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, it's it's a a, a new team. I mean, a, a, with a new head coach, and yeah, that it, I don't know. It's just like there's a lot of hype going on about the team, and that always makes me nervous with Kentucky. Yeah, so I think Kentucky wins uh, the first four, and then. They got to get three more, I think, to get to seven, which is, I think, kind of – so the over-under on total season win for UK and um, is seven and a half, and you can get it at seven in some places. Now, if I can get it at seven, I'm going to take seven and take the over because they're going to beat Ball State, Eastern Akron. They should beat Vandy. Um, they should beat Missouri, and so that's five, and then you're saying they got to win two more of 
Florida, uh, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Louisville. I think they can do it. I think they win seven or eight. Uh, and if I could get the seven, I would bet the over, knowing that if they land on seven, I get a push. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm. I think I'm a little optimistic, but at the same time, as that always bites me in the ass. So not really sure how I feel about this. It's I'm hoping this quarterback's the hype that he's coming in with. I mean, there's there's a lot of confidence. I mean, our old uh, Cohen's back, so it'll be interesting. Very interesting. Now, University of Louisville, uh, our cross state rivals, but the school in our in the town where we live. Do you know what their over under season win total number is? Do you want to guess that? It's based on their schedule. It should be pretty high. I think they could probably go nine and three. It's eight and a half, and you can get it at eight. And I would take eight and play the over because their schedule looks like this: at Georgia Tech, Murray State, at Indiana, Boston College. That's four and zero, oh, easy. And then you- yeah, they they play one ranked team. Just for the record, they yeah. play, and it's Notre Dame and. And it's they're playing Notre Dame at home. I'm going to get to Notre Dame in a minute, but I can totally. So that first four game stretch, Louisville's going to win. Before no, the next three game stretch is a little tougher. They're going to start getting hit a little bit harder at NC State, Notre Dame at home, at Pitt. I still think they might win two of those three. And I really, the way Brom coaches and the way he pulls big upsets at home, I could totally see them beating Notre Dame and then going on the road and losing to Pitt the next yeah, week. Yeah, so, I, I could see that. I could also see him losing. I I could see him coming off Boston College and losing at NC State. Yep, w- winning at Notre Dame and then turning around and losing at Pittsburgh. Their next three they should win: Duke, Virginia Tech, and Virginia, all at home. So if they win those first four, win those next three, that's seven. You just got to get one more to get to eight, and then their last two are at Miami and Kentucky at home. So. I th- I think that 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 eight is the floor for them. I think they get to eight pretty easily. I mean, it, it's I mean, it, it's a for Brom coming in. It's it's the best of it's the best situation. I mean, it is a cupcake schedule. The ACC yeah. is awful. Let's yeah. just call a spade a spade. One. I mean, granted, they don't have Florida State on their 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 schedule. I mean, but. They don't have North Carolina. It's they like, don't have Clemson. I, yeah, it's like it is a cupcake schedule. It is the biggest cupcake schedule I have seen in a long, long time. And yeah, it, uh, I mean, it, it's embarrassing. At the ACC, it's just like, and they're talking about going after Stanford and Cal. Ooh, that's going to improve. <laughs> the, that's going to improve the conference there, ACC. That's going to make you better and relevant. Yeah, you're you're slowly becoming Conference USA. I hate to say it, you're becoming Conference USA. Well, in, in football, for sure. In football, in football. In football they, they're sure. still pretty solid. I mean, but I can see them losing to Pitt for sure. Virginia Tech might give them some trouble because Virginia. I, I think that's a tricky game. Yeah, that Virginia, gonna, they don't play well against Virginia either for some reason. So I don't I don't know. It's it's just a very poor schedule. And yeah. it's, it's not because I'm a Kentucky homer. It's just like, look at it on paper. It's yeah. awful. Well, I'm going to go to another school. I, I, let me go through a couple more um, season win totals and get your opinions on them. And then I'm going to go to one more. Then I've got a couple that I've got circled that I kind of like. Um, Georgia's season win total is 11 and a half. 
So, and that's the only number you can get. So basically you're betting for them to go 12 and 0 or less than that. How would you play it? If you had to. Uh, so they've won the national championship the last two years. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. This might be a stumble year where they might lose a game going into the national championship, which I mean, it, it, I still Tennessee, think South Carolina, there's good teams that could trip them yeah, up. I yeah. would probably take the, uh, under, but I wouldn't bet this at all. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's, I don't know. It, 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 they, they lost the key running back. I saw. So there's, there's a lot of questions. It's like, but Kirby smart is, is very good at getting his team prepared. Right. I mean, no, they very, might for sure. Stumble, but overall he does a really good job overall. And so I don't know. It, it's, that's kind of hard to say. Okay. Um, here's one that I would get on Alabama. Their number is 10 and a half. You can get it at 10. The 10 and a half was at FanDuel. The 10 was at DraftKings. Um, their toughest games are at Texas A&M, Texas at home, LSU at home, Tennessee at home. Give me Bama over 10, knowing that even if they lose two, I get a push. Um, their toughest games are at home. So I, I don't see Bama losing three games. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, and they're not even supposed to win the West, which is, I mean, LSU is the, I think the favorite for the West. Well, um, LSU season win total is nine and a half. Now listen to their their toughest games. They play at Florida State, at Bama, at Mississippi, Texas A&M at home, and Florida at home. They play three tough road games there in Florida State, Mississippi, and Bama. So I still think I would play the over on that, but I and 9.5 is, is, is the best you can get. So um I don't know. I, I would stay away from that, but that's interesting. And and we have some listeners in Louisiana, so I wanted to throw LSU in there and give a shout out to our friends down in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, good, good thinking, good thinking. Yep, yep. Um, one more before, one more thing before we jump off of football. Um, I am going to this season uh, give out two or three picks every week against the spread. We're going to keep track of that and see how I do because I do like to to gamble a little bit and. Not that I would necessarily play all of the games that I'm going to give out because, but I'm going to, I'm going to definitely have a few that I like. Now this week, I like one a lot. College football actually kicks off Saturday. We have Notre Dame playing Navy in Dublin. Notre Dame is favored by 21 points. Give me Navy. Give me the points. I don't trust Notre Dame to beat anybody by 21 points, particularly a service academy on the first week of the season in a foreign country. So I'm going to take Navy plus 21 as one that I like. The other one, uh, go ahead. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right, all right. The other one I'm going to take, and I love the Navy pick. This one I don't love as much, but I but I do like it. I probably would play it. Is Vanderbilt at home to Hawaii? Vandy is giving 17 points. Now this is a return game from last year. Vandy went to Honolulu, played Hawaii, and promptly hung 63 points on them. Um, so I don't love a team from the islands coming east for an early start. I don't – I think that this is also a spot game. I think those players in Hawaii, everything that's gone on in Maui, even though it's a different island, there's been a whole lot of stuff going on that's maybe distracted them from football. And I just – I like Vandy here to to beat them and beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is Vanderbilt. Which brings me to another season win total that I like that I would play. Vandy's season win over under is three and a half. 
they're getting to four. They've got five last year. Yeah, they got and they one got of those a, was against us. Yep, and they beat Florida. Yeah, yeah, they they had a good two game stretch there. They have to basically, if they don't upset anybody, they have to win four of this batch of games: Hawaii, Alabama, A and M, UNLV, Wake Forest, Missouri, Kentucky. I don't think they're beating Kentucky again, but no, I, 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 I don't think they are either. I think they're getting to four. I would play that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the the other one that I like actually is uh, Purdue. They're five and a half. You can get them at five. I would play five and a half under after Brom left. Um, I know the defensive coordinator stepping in. They're going to be better defensively, but I don't trust them in the Big Ten. You want to talk about a schedule that's the opposite of Louisville's. Their three non-conference games are Fresno State at Virginia Tech and Syracuse. Then they hmm. get Wisconsin, Illinois, at Iowa, Ohio State, at Nebraska, at Michigan, Minnesota, and then they close with at Northwestern and Indiana. They're going to beat both of those teams, but that's that's a brutal schedule. Um, so just I, I like Purdue under five and a half. And that's been the yeah. degenerate gambling yeah. portion of the program. Yes. You're um, all welcome. Yes. Um, I will not go into that as much depth on that, but I do love the season win total um, bets. I do love talking about that. And uh, especially with teams in the SEC or, or good teams like Bama and Georgia. Um, now, let's stay with football, Richard, because we had massive news break um, since we've really talked. And that was the lawsuit by Michael Orr of blindside fame. So, so give me your opinions on that and, and, and what you think, cause I know you want to get into this. Well, it's just a bizarre story. Um, it's, I, it's, it's very weird. It's, a, it's just a weird, weird story. I mean, it, it's, it was a, a feel good story. I mean, the two thousands that, I mean, it was, I mean, it, and now it might be just a big lie, or, or they were profiting off of him, and he didn't even know it. I, I, I found this very interesting. Like he didn't know about this. Like, how did you not know about this? Like, how has this taken fifteen years to come? Yes, out? exactly. That it's like, it's like you. He's like, well, I didn't reap any benefit of of the movie. Why didn't you say anything when the movie came out? It's yeah. just like so. I have a lot of questions about it. It's just like he, he might. I mean, it might have happened. I don't know, but it just seems time. Timing is everything, and there's weird timings about this. That is, is he out of cash? Is that's why this is going on, or is like it, I, I don't understand why all of a sudden like now he speaks up. It's like you didn't make any money move off that movie, and now you're bringing it up. It just seems a little odd. Now like, tell me this, because I don't know. Did, did the conservatorship end? Is it still going on? When did it end? Do you know that? No, I think he's asking the court to, to terminate end it. it. Okay, okay. Uh, that's bananas. That you would play in the NFL through multiple contracts and would still have a conservatorship from your adopted parents. That is crazy trained. And now, apparently, it's just like I don't think he was legally a. It's like it was not, not adopted. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, what they say. There's stories about that now. It's just like he might have not been adopted. I'm like, what? What is do you, this? Do you remember Sean Tui when he played at Ole Miss? Uh, not really. I, I couldn't say for sure. Like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do remember him. And, and there's always been a little bit of slime around that guy. And uh, the people who are who cover him 
from what I read and read between the lines, like he is kind of, uh, kind of shady. Um, and I wouldn't believe that. Uh, so, you know, for what that's worth now, I don't know, but, um, I've just read a few things from people who write in that area, in the Memphis area, in the Mississippi area, and who, um, are saying without saying that, uh, yeah, this was not hard to see coming with Sean Tui. Yeah. It, again, it, it just comes down to like, why is this getting brought up now? Like what happened where did you guys have a falling out? And all of a sudden it's like, you're mad at him for this purpose. It's like just a lot of questions. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's, there were even questions when that movie came out about, it, it's just like, about that whole thing right it's just like it 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 was old miss trying to get back into big into football yeah yeah, it's just like it's like basically they so there there's a lot of questions that don't make a lot of sense here and it's like i think one thing one thing we can all agree on is that it really probably is a lot of sandra bullock's fault like i blame her a lot for this sweet well if if you gotta blame her you gotta uh tim mcgraw too oh totally his fault yes totally his fault right 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 yeah okay yeah yeah for sure it's probably more tim mcgraw's fault than anybody else correct correct that's something it'll be interesting to watch as that makes its way through the court um system legal proceedings etc yeah he i think he asked a judge to like in the conservatorship or whatever and it's like and and speaking of conservatorships or whatever it's called I mean, another one, big one in the news, Britney Spears back in the news. I love it. I, I love it. She's free and wild again. Exciting. That's single, 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 ready, ready to, mingle. to mingle. Let's get it, yeah. Vegas. Who's I mean, ready? It's just like, so not to deviate too much from the blind side story, but yeah, it's just like crazy's uh, now uh, ready to mingle. No telling what's going to happen now. God, I know. I know. I know. It's. It'll be very exciting. Um, I have a soft spot for Brittany, but also she's just a um, a massive train wreck nonstop. So that'll mm-hmm. be interesting to watch. I can't wait to see all the highlights of her uh, Instagram and her dancing and talking. Right, right, right. Very right. interesting. Very interesting. Um, one more football hit before we get off. Um, I know we've kind of followed what's going on at Michigan a little bit. Do you think this, um, are they getting ready to implode Harbaugh suspended? Um, they've been doing some dirty dealings or is this just a little blip and they're sitting there in the the big 10 championship game again this year? Again, it's timings, everything. And I think it's interesting. He's only suspended for the first three cupcake games, uh, Mm, which is typical. I mean, it's like, that's, that's college, that's college sports. And it's like, if you're going to suspend somebody, well, We'll, we'll do the honorary thing and suspend our coach for three games that don't matter. Right. Now, if they lose, it will matter. But, I mean, it's like... They a, won't lose. They're too good. A, a trained monkey could go in there and probably coach that game and they'll those right. games and they'll win. Uh, timing's everything. Um, I think there's... I think Michigan and Harbaugh... It's like Harbaugh has a life expectancy of like... Of, probably five or six years. I can't, I don't know how long he's been in Michigan. He's now. been there longer than that. I can't believe yeah. he made it this long. Yeah. I I'm surprised. I'm surprised the relationship has survived this long because he has attended. It's like, unless it was Stanford and that was interesting. I, it's like, he had a great gig at Stanford. They loved him. He was crazy. He was, and he, and he continued to produce year after year at Stanford. I Michigan. It's just like, I, 
he's crazy. And I don't think Michigan fan, it's like, I don't know how much Michigan fans really like it. They do like the facts he's beaten Ohio State two years in a row. And he got and, to the playoff. You can't get to and, the playoff at Stanford. Yeah, and, and got to the playoffs. And, and so it's interesting. And I, I don't know. It, I, it might be, this might be the beginning of the end. And if he has a really bad season or does not do as well as they think, this could be the beginning of the end, if I, uh, if I had to guess. All right, let's see. Quickly, and this will be a fun, I might write, I might write this down for another um, podcast episode. But which coach in the Big Ten is your least favorite? And I would tell you the two nominees should be, if they aren't, Jim Harbaugh and James Franklin. James Franklin. I can't stand that guy. Ever since the Vanderbilt. Right. Like, I can't stand that guy. His days at Vanderbilt, and then he, he, I just don't like him. And he's – no, I don't like him. Yeah, that's that's what I think, too. Okay, let's hop off football. Let's move on to something else. Let's and go. if Urban Meyer was still in there, I'd, he'd be number Oh, one. yeah, number one. Um, anything you've watched, read, or listened to in the last week or so? Any, what What do you uh, – any, any entertainment stuff you've got? I yeah, I, I, I've uh, we're watching Painkillers or Painkiller. Yes, I can't remember if it's Killer or Killers. Uh, that is based on a. It's it's. There's two books. It's based off is Painkillers and Empire of Pain. Um, I started that. I also started Extraction Two, which is just a. It's kind of like a John Wick. Um, it's on Netflix. It's really good. I like the first one. This one's just as good so far. I'm about halfway through and I'm probably going to finish it tonight. What about you? Excellent. I've got two things to, to, to pitch here. First, I'll talk about a podcast that I think is really good that I'm in the middle of. It's called, do we get to win this time? How Hollywood made the Vietnam war. And I realize I'm pitching somebody else's podcast on my pod, but it's really, really good. It's it's produced by The Ringer, and um, they make good stuff. And it basically is going through Vietnam War movies, starting with the Green Berets, and just each episode goes through a different era and talks about some stories and how they were made and um, kind of what was going on culturally at the time and interviews with former soldiers. And uh, it's, it's a really, really good podcast if you're a movie person or if you like um vietnam war stuff very good podcast the other thing that we watched this week was on hbo and it's called how to create a sex scandal have you seen this no it sounds like it's good um and they they tease it by talking about a swinger club in a small texas town leading to a massive sex scandal and so i'm like swinger club okay here we go this is going to be good but the swinger club is just a MacGuffin. It's just it's just something that's there. There is a swinger club there, um, but it turns into this story about these kids who were supposedly taken to the swingers club and forced to do sex acts and forced to strip and all of this stuff. And the whole concept really stunk to me when I watched it because in the Venn diagram of sexual deviants or whatever – swingers and pedos don't really cross over right like that that's not really the yeah. thing that doesn't really yeah. coexist so as you go through it then um these kids end up uh there are some people that go to jail but the kids end up some of them recanting later and sort of saying that they were brainwashed by their foster mother and the foster mother is interviewed throughout this thing it's not high art and i almost turned it off after 10 minutes because thinking about what was happened to those kids was really really sick but as it goes on you realize they, they're this they might be full of shit 
right? This might not be what what they want you to think it is. And um, it ends up being kind of compelling. And um, so I, I would say that would be a fun one maybe for you and, and Maisie to throw on. Again? It's on HBO Max. Okay. How to create a sex scandal. It it dropped in May. I was looking at how old it was, and I think it came in came out around uh, Memorial Weekend. Okay. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Report back to me on that because I would love to have a conversation about that one. Um, So anyway, so that's uh, some entertainment hits. I got a couple things more I want to get to before we get off of here. And one is uh, we just found out. This week, it was confirmed, Bernheim Forest is a nature preserve close to us in Louisville. Beautiful place, great hiking trails near Bardstown. You can go hike, you can go across the road to Jim Beam and tour the distillery. And? Yes? You can see armadillos. And you can see armadillos, confirmed armadillos. We have armadillos in Kentucky now, confirmed by the staff at Bernheim Forest. Have you ever seen an armadillo in the wild? I have seen one on the side of the road, I think, in Tennessee, if memory serves me correctly, because I remember that when they started appearing in Tennessee. So good for the little fellas making it this far north. They'll they'll regret it when it gets really cold, but good for the little fellas. I've seen a bunch of dead ones on the side of the road in Alabama driving down to the beach. And then I was in Florida at uh, uh, Cape Sandblast or somewhere like that. And I and there was one outside of our condo one night and I saw him. So um it was cool, uh, kind of cool to have them around. Now, be careful, friends. If you don't know, uh, armadillos carry leprosy. Now, I didn't know leprosy was still around really so much until I, I read about this a few years ago. But you can still get leprosy, and you can get it from arm- armadillo. It's not like in biblical times where you have to go to a colony and your skin falls off. We just give you some antibiotics and you move along. But it's there. Interesting, 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 interesting. On a, so- on a similar note, I read another column this week. You have leprosy. No, I do not have leprosy. Oh. However, th- there's a massive, there's a salmonella outbreak hitting 11 different states. And so the CDC has come out warning people because they believe that the headline of this article was uh, CDC recommends do not cuddle or kiss your turtle because they're uh, linking the salmonella outbreak to small turtles who which sometimes are illegal or whatever and they carry salmonella and so if a you have a, my, a guy i know from high school got salmonella from a, it almost killed him from high school if you have a turtle people for god's sakes do not french your turtle do not cuddle your turtle do not <laughs> do not make out with your turtle just let that turtle be that turtle does not want your mouth on it okay like you know find you a find a partner but not your turtle unbelievable uh, Yep. So there's uh, animal news for everybody this week. So a little bit of that action. A um, couple more minutes. Let's hit women's soccer. USA women's soccer bowed out. That was a hell of a match against um, Sweden, and they easily could have won it. A lot of people focused on the VAR goal at the end, but you know it was more telling to me that Megan Rapino and Sophia Smith missed their PKs when they had a chance on the big stage. Yeah, it's um, it's I have no words for that. It's they 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 were very disappointing, and it's just like, it's just awful how bad they played and how lackadaisical they played, and it, it's just it, it's kind of I I'm, I I have a lot of opinions on that. That it's it's bad. It's it's just bad. They kind of got what they deserved a little bit, in my opinion. They came out real cocky, and it's good to come out confident, but coming out real cocky like the way they did, very disappointing how that happened. 
Yeah, I agree. And there's some shakeup in the team. The coach is gone. Um, it'll look different the next time around. And honestly, uh, winning a World Cup three times in a row is something that had never been done. And it's probably virtually impossible to end up doing so. Well, well, another interesting story that came out of the World Cup, and I know we're butting up on time here, was Spain wins and their coaches fire. The yeah, right, right, right. I mean, this was announced. They were in today. turmoil. Yeah, that is unbelievable. It is unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, well, thanks for listening this week, guys. Uh, that's about all for us. I will say we will not go as football heavy going forward. However, I will give a few picks. I will talk about my picks, and you all can ridicule me about the games I lose. And um, also, we are Richard is in my fantasy football league this year, so we will um, give you a quick update periodically about how that's going for us. We have our draft next week, so we'll see how that goes. Auto draft, auto draft. <laughs> you, you'll you might do better than uh, than me, honestly. So, um, all right. You can't make your draft. You auto draft. There you go. There you go. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be very very fun. Well, thanks again for listening, guys. Get at us on the socials, the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram, the Good Midlife at gmail.com, Kenshin Crew at Instagram, uh, or, you know, if you have Richard's number, call him or mine, whatever. Um, you guys have a great week. Uh, Richard, do you have anything else before we bounce? Nope. Can't think of anything. Have All a great right. night, everybody. Yep. Keep living your best midlife. We are going to keep living ours.